Welcome to You Must Chill, the weekly podcast on all things scream-free. You must must chill. You must chill. Obviously, that is Hal Runkle sitting across the table from me. Hal Edward Runkle, how are you today? I am doing very, very well. A little busy. Um, A little frantic. Why why are you so frantic? Because I'm about to go out of town for three weeks, including two weeks in another country. Is it three whole weeks that you're going to be gone? Uh, Well, we are tacking on a trip to see family in Texas at the end of our Italy extravaganza. Because taking a two-week vacation to Italy is not going to be stressful enough. We have to add to it. Well, our kids will be with those people. So we need to go get them. Oh, you got to fetch the kids. We don't actually have to. Have to. (laughs) (laughs) It's the past tense form. Of have to. Have to. Have to. Have to. Have huffing too. Our kids are going to a church camp in the mountains of New Mexico. They do that every year, don't they? they do, for two weeks, while we are in Italy for two weeks. But they go with my cousin, no, sorry, with my sister's kid. Okay, to this. Their cousin. Yeah. And so my sister is going to pick them up in New Mexico and bring them back to Houston, where she lives. Because normally, you take them, you drop them off, and then you go back and get them. Actually, normally we split it. Oh, okay. All where right. one of us will go, because it used to be both of her daughters, but now one of hers is in college and she can't go. And it used to be just your daughter, and now yes. your son is joining. And so it has been where one of us will take them all the way out there, and one of us will bring them back. And usually we'll come back to Houston, where they live, and spend a few days. Okay. Because that gives us a chance to see Jenny's mom, my dad, my brother, Jenny's brother, who also live in Houston. I see. So, um, now, you're going to be traveling for two weeks... In Italy, yes. In Italy, um, just you and Jenny. Yes. And... Yes. Let me just pause with a big smile on my face. Uh, now, so th- you're, you're, at, you're going there for work, but you're also... Yes. You're celebrating... Is 20. this... 20, 20 years. years. Wow. Yeah. yeah, my 20th comes up in October. Yeah, mine is technically the first week in August, but... But you're we're close just, enough. Yeah, yeah, you're in the window. Away. Yeah, sure. So, so but we, the great thing is we always said, we always fantasized about, hey, you know what? For our 20th, let's go to Italy. We always take a big trip every five years. Okay. And Five years ago, where'd you go? We went to Cabo. Cabo. For a week. Lovely. Best food I've ever had on a vacation. Really? In Cabo. Unbelievable food. Better than New York City, better than San Francisco, better than Tokyo. I what? was shocked. Wow. Shocked. But I've been to Cabo, but it's been it's been a while, and the food is very good. Food is uh, yeah. I went to this Japanese, I mean this Mexican sushi place. Now it, it you and I went to uh, Zuma Sushi a couple of years ago out in Malibu. Yes, that's very very good. Yeah, that's fantastic. Up the road there. Yeah, 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 yeah. from the campus. So uh, was this place that good? Yeah, it was better. Really? Yeah, it was amazing. Oh wow! Okay. And plus, they have these every five steps. They have these tequila. Oh yeah, restaurants. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, tequila bars. You it's try. Yeah, people don't flight. think. A lot of people don't think of tequila as a sort of a sipping beverage, oh. but real tequila. Yes. Uh, people. Yes. I don't know what that is. Uh, no, that, that there's a lot of variation in different complexities. Yes. One thing people may not know about you and me is that we have grown very very comfortable with a conflagration. If you will. That's a great word. I love it. We need to bring that back. Conflagration of the fact that you and I are both seminary trained yes. theologians, <laughs> if you will, right? Who also 
wouldn't mind spending three years becoming a sommelier. Exactly. Or yeah, yeah. Becoming a tequila maestro or whatever they're called, <laughs> right? Because we love fine alcohol. And yeah. Yet sure. We love fine theology. As yeah, well. that's right. Kids go to church camps. And I, I don't see those two as mutually exclusive. In fact, I see them married oh together gosh. quite nicely. I have taught many, many times in churches about how we have missed. Oh, and yeah. look, I'm a therapist. I work with alcoholism all the time. But sure. I see teetotaling, teetotaling mm-hmm. as a, one of the seedbeds of alcohol. Well, even people refer to that as being a dry alcoholic yes. sometimes because you demonstrate a lot of the same behavioral patterns you just don't actually imbibe. But there are passages in the Bible sure. that talk about on celebration days, eat the fat parts and drink the strong drink. Right. And of course, you know, I've talked about this before, that uh, in the Christian New Testament, the first miracle of Jesus is giving strong wine to people who are already drunk. That's right. Normally, people bring out the cheap stuff yes. here at the end now that everybody's had right. a little bit and their which palates means, are... Which means less alcoholic. Right, exactly. Right. So I'm going to give the stronger wine to the people who've already been inviting. Oh, so anyways, back to... Yes. Yes, going to the vacation. And then they are... Uh, my sister is doing a great job for us taking them... And returning them, yeah. That's nice. So now, we're, we're putting them on a plane to go out there. And okay, they, all right. They have flown all over the world with me. And right. My wife and my daughter just got back from China. So they're comfortable. Oh, that's true. That, yeah. So now, here's here's what I really want to mm. stress here. And I don't know if this is true for you. I think it is. But for us, when I travel without my children, yes. and I see other people around me who have their children, yes. I have a hard time I not enjoy those moments. Yeah, why? I, like, I don't like other people's kids. Does that, I, make, does that make me a bad person? Yes, yes, it does. But we already established that or you're do, a bad person. Does it make me a bad person or it just reveals that I am a bad person? Yeah, okay. so, yeah, right. it, my wife and I have gotten to travel more and more as our kids get older. But this summer you've done several of those yeah, trips. Right? You were in New York together. Yeah, she, because kids were out of town on mission trips. And so, hey, i got to go to D.C. to speak. Come on with me. We love D.C. And then the same thing happened a couple of weeks ago. I had to be in the today on the Today Show a couple of times, and so hey, come here, right? And we do not like being around children who specifically are younger than us. Yeah, that's a weird thing. But my uh, my sister and brother in law just recently moved out here from California, yeah. and and they put their son. They they have one son. He's eleven years old. They put him on a plane with my parents and uh, and sent him out here so that he wouldn't have to endure that cross country drive. Oh, because they had to drive the car. They had to drive the car. So uh, so they're coming across the country, and they they stop in El Paso, and they uh, they go to that. Um, um, Carl, Carlos, Carlos and Mickey's. That's right. So, uh, they go there. It's fantastic. Uh, but it's a it's a Friday night or a Saturday night. And you know that wait. It's it's like an hour and a half long wait. Been there many a time. And then it occurs to them. Wait a second. We don't have the boy. We could just belly up to the bar here. Sit up at the bar. Right, and they got the full menu there at the bar, and there's a little guitar trio playing in the corner. It's lovely, and they had a fantastic time because they could. Yeah. Because they didn't have their son with him. Now they have fun with him as well. You know, it's you've not... heard me say this before. There's no such thing as a family vacation. Right? <laughs> there are... There's a family trip. Yes, we can have family trips and they can have fun moments in them. But that ain't a vacation. No. Vacation is me and my wife in Italy for two for weeks. For two weeks. Celebrating our 20th anniversary. That's a vacation. And I'm so ridiculously blessed to be able to do 
and to take the trips that we have been able to take. But the same principle applies. If you want to enjoy yourself going out to eat, going out to eat, don't take your kids. Just don't do it. My kids have learned how to behave in good restaurants, but it is still it. It can be very taxing. But it's still and, not. And, safe. and those are my kids. Right now, it's it's worse. Yeah. When it's other people's kids. I, I, the other, uh, you know, I live in Alpharetta, and uh, and every Thursday night in Alpharetta now, they bring up these food trucks. Yes. Um, and they do this thing called Food Truck Alley. And so we were there, and I was in line at this particular food truck that I enjoy. And I've been in line for, you know, 25 minutes. Those lines can get long. And there's a couple in front of me. Maybe some crack cocaine. And hey, I'm telling you. That, that, yeah, food truck culture, I, I really enjoy it. Because like you're it. sitting with other people, and yeah, you're exactly. talking, and it's fun. And, and the food is very Fantastic. good. So, uh, and but, even though it's not regulated by any health agencies or whatever. No, no, they actually Are get it. Yeah, they, they, they get it on the placard. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Really? So, uh, so Atlanta has stepped that up okay. significantly. But um, there's a couple directly in front of me, and he's got one on his hip, and she's got one on her hip. And we've all been waiting in line as they've been trying to entertain and the children. They're standing in line with the standing kids. Standing in line with Why the I kids. Take them sit down somewhere. Go play. I, I, I don't know. That's what I would do. That's what you would do. This is not what they chose to do. But what really got me was, okay, now they're at the order place. Mm -hmm. And now is when they're trying to uh, reason with their hip-bound children about whether or not they would get macaroni and cheese or a hot dog. So they haven't had used the time up to this point. To, to decide what right. they're going to order. Decisions. Yes. Wow. And I had a hard time not despising these people and yes. their children. Because you are thinking, you could have done this a long time ago. We've been waiting in line, and now you're making me wait longer because of your inefficiency. Plus, I no longer have children that age. Exactly. I don't want to have to deal with... That's the biggest thing. Oh, yeah. It's like once once you have surpassed a stake, yeah. you don't want to go back. You don't want to go back to that. You want to go back. And I'm so glad that I don't have kids exactly. in diapers anymore. Exactly. But here's... I encounter parents all, literally all over the world, mm -hmm. which is a, a fantastic blessing that I get to interact with these folks. And one of the very common themes, and it is stereotyped, gender specific, it's more women than men. Okay. But I don't think that's because of anything inherent in women. No, it's just kind socially of, constructed yeah. to be this way. Societal. But men do have it as well. This idea that I want to keep them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to keep them young. And so to hear you and I talk about how we are I so cannot glad, wait I to get my kids yeah. into the next stage. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's like, but I like them. They're so cute. And, you know, it, you're going to be mama's baby oh, forever. So I, one of the phenomenon that has increased here in the States that I believe actually indicates this disturbing trend is... And you've all seen this. The stickers on the back of the minivan. The stick figures. Oh, that have that show every that member, of the, member family. of the family. And even the dog and the cat and the whatever. Yes. Yeah, so they, they so have we have to illustrate every single member of the family on the back yeah, of the van. I, I, why, first of all, why are we advertising it? How many people there are in your family? What is the point of doing this? We want everybody in our family to know that they are valuable and represented in this, I don't know, 
I'm making this up. Off but the top but of you're, who are you representing it to? The people behind you yes. in the car? Yeah, look at us. We're fertile and you're not. <laughs> Is that what? <laughs> We have procre- we have fulfilled our societal contract yes. by procreating. So have take you, that. Have you? Yeah. Yes. Have you, <laughs> person sitting in the car behind us? That's right. Take I know that, Johnny Baldo. Yeah, there's plenty of people listening to this who have thought, who've done this. But I'm, yeah, I'm sure. But oh, also, yeah. here's the deal. When and they even have the ones with, like with the you know, Mickey Mouse ears or the, oh, I've you know, seen the, yeah, the, the, the variation the, on that. I've seen the zombies. Well, oh, I haven't I seen the zombies. The zombie family, you know, which is at least a Pokemon. Maybe it's Pokemon. Sure, I guess. I've seen the... Uh, Star Wars characters. Something. Really? Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. You're you're way more observant in traffic than I am, apparently. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm always looking for these trends because they, <laughs> I mean, I, obviously, you know, uh, I made a big joke in the first parenting book came out about this. Oh, the uh, uh, proud parent of uh, an honor roll right. student or whatever. Which, by the way, I saw one the other day that said, "My zombie kid ate your honor roll student" or something. Wow. Like that. Yes. Well, maybe your zombie kid should put down the social media mm-hmm. and engage in the world around him. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Drink your coffee. <laughs> I, obviously, I need it. Yeah, yeah settle down. So here's the thing, though. When you are putting them up by their different configurations, you have to pick the size of each of your children relative to the others. But then what that does is it, it kind of freezes preserves them. Preserves them. Right. Preserved in amber. Yes. Forever. I, I, and... and so it's, my children will always be in this step. And I've got one know, little kind of baby, right? There's a little baby. I saw one. Is there a little bit of a baby with diapers? You know, it's this little square thing, and it's the smallest one, and then there's a dog next to it. But how long are they planning to have that vehicle? How long are they planning to have that baby in diapers? It, it, it becomes like the... Um, like the Simpsons. And, I mean, that's what I yeah. I, I think it's the Simpsonification, if you will. Right, because Bart has been in... Second grade right. for twenty years. Yeah, and Lisa's been in fourth. Or and and, uh, and Maggie still crawling around in diapers nice. with the pacifier. And is that the fantasy that we that we will keep our children the ages they are now right. forever? Because creating, because then I don't have to get older. Well, that's, I mean, that's true. Part of it. Yeah, that's true. I like this stage of life. It's always what I've wanted is to create the, this family life. And so I want to preserve it right now as it is. You hear people say things like, um, you know, probably the happiest we ever were was when we lived on that little house, lived in that little house on Campbell Circle. Remember that? Oh, I do remember how small it was and cute. And I always thought, well, why don't you still live there? Why did you buy this big giant 6,000 square foot behemoth that you're in now over your head? children. And yeah, but if you if that was the happiest you ever were, what a depressing thing that is, that somewhere in your past, that was the Camelot Golden Era. And I don't want them to grow. I don't want them to go. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. right them. now they need me, and I am a superhero in their eyes. And I don't know if people are actually thinking that. Well, certainly they're not expressing that no. explicitly. As a therapist, I'm, I believe they're being that egocentric, but I don't know if they're aware of that. You know, I, sorry to make you uh, do a spit take there. I almost uh, spit my coffee out yes, there. Uh, I, I'm a, that's what's going on, but they're not aware of it necessarily. But here's, I always hear, I don't like them when they leave the baby stage. My baby's going off to kindergarten. And oh, I'm like, you know what? You didn't want a child. You wanted a pet. Yeah. Go buy a cat. Yeah. You wanted a pet that's going to stay that way. 
Forever. Forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it really is that creepy kids book, you know. Oh, Marvel. Uh, I love you forever. I love you for always. As long as I'm living, my baby, you'll be. And some of it depends on how you read that. Because you could read it in this kind of happy sing-song voice. Or you could read it like this. Um, <laughs> I'll love you forever. Yes. I'll love you forever. You know, I mean, there's a or fine line between... Dearest, you know, or my baby. Yeah, my baby. My baby. You're my baby. It doesn't matter right. if you yeah. get married. You're there's a fine line baby. between being a caring parent and being a creepy serial killer stalker. Well, she try. climbs up it. She like she puts the ladder on no, the no, station no. wagon, drives across town, climbs up into his bedroom it's, where he is asleep next to his wife, and pulls him out of bed, cradles him in her arms, and sings that song to him. How creepy is that? Horrifying is that? I seriously need a session with my therapist. <laughs> just just that. after visualizing the yeah. Oh my word! Well, now I'm just reflecting on the fact that my mom works in my office. Well, I wasn't going to say anything, but that's why you're here. You know? Oh, really? You, yeah, intervention? Yeah, you're among friends. And, uh, you can, no. Uh, it, it, we do have a hard time letting our kids be the age they are and then allowing them to become the next age that they are. Well, here's why I think we have a hard time. Because you just said two very passive terms. Letting them? Letting them. Yeah. And allowing Okay. And I think that's one of the myths that actually perpetuates this problem. All right, correct we don't my think, We don't think it's an active process in training promoting them, them, promoting, launching them. That's why we're writing this book on launching, and that's kind of a big paradigm shift, is this is not a, a passive letting go process. That's it's, a part of it, but it is, like, that's the counterintuitive thing, yeah. is it, it does require a ton of energy. Yes. Unbelievable amounts to get yeah. off the lunch pad, just like a rocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It uses like ninety-five percent of its fuel in the, in the first five minutes or yeah. something like that. You know, but it it it, it it's uh, it's a, it's kind of a dance. Like there's a there's a dance to it where I have to pull back yeah. and push simultaneously somehow. And it's but it's not ever a passive letting go. It's the pulling back is in the name of launching forward, mm -hmm. and that begins early, early on. Yeah, because of potty training. Potty training is launching. Oh my word! So I had a, a recent conversation with a woman, and I was sitting there with two of my colleagues, mm -hmm. and um, uh, this woman approached us, and she was clearly distraught. Uh, has a three-year-old still in diapers, diapers mm -hmm. right? And how do you get them out? Mm -hmm. How do you get them out of diapers? Right. Right. So one of my colleagues uh, was quick to rush to see a pediatrician, check and see if there's a problem, Sure, you know, whatever. Uh, one of my other colleagues um, said, well, it sounds to me like your son just doesn't want to, right? And until your son wants to, you're not going to make it, right? And there will come a time when your son doesn't want to anymore, and he'll stop. <laughs> and I said, uh, what age do you work with? We were at a professional event, and, yeah. and she said, uh, I work with middle school students. And I said, to your knowledge, are any of your middle school students still wearing these diapers? Pull-ups, by Pull-ups, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, one middle school pull-ups. One would hope. But, uh, instead, of, instead of Winnie the Pooh or whatever, they're one, they're one direction. <laughs> one, one direction, direction pull-ups. <laughs> <laughs> she said, no. 
And I said, my guess is that your son will not be the one to break that trend. Mm. And at some point in time, between now and middle school, he will. He, he will. Sure. But like my friend, my colleague next to me had suggested, until he wants to, he just won't. Mm. So obviously, we they're not going to stay in diapers forever. No. They're going to, but you can't motivate your kids. No. Like that. You, if they don't want to, they're not going to. Well, there are times, and this is going to sound strange coming from me. Yeah? Okay. There are times when a stronger intervention is called for. For sure. And you can exercise what little true authoritative power you actually do have. Well, for one thing, your child cannot purchase diapers or pull-ups on their own. You could stop purchasing them. Yes. And they will wet the bed. Yes. And they will feel uncomfortable. Yes. And if you can calm down enough to let them be uncomfortable for a little bit, they will usually sure. self-correct. But it is not a passive no. process. Exactly. It's Potty not training process. is not a passive process. Teaching them to drive is not a passive process. Teaching them to manage money is not a passive process. Right. Teaching them to get a job, right? Uh, helping them understand the dynamics of relationships and learning how to deal with electronics and doing their own laundry and waking themselves up. These are not passive processes, and yet they all are milestones towards the whole freaking point. That's what being a grown-up... And and we say this a lot, that we have to get out of our vocabulary, this idea that we're raising children. Because we're not. And that's been the problem. I mean, that's... You look around at society and people, oh, you know, what's wrong with society? Part of what's wrong with society is we raised a bunch of children. And the thing, yeah, the difference is we have children. Yeah. We're raising We're adults. raising adults. Right. At least we're supposed to be. But again, I, the, the societal uh, impact of having raised a bunch of children is look around. Nobody can get along. Nobody can have conversations. Mm-hmm. And... I, I, you With know, each other face to face. Exactly. Right. We're all passive and we're triangulating and, and you know, all of that stuff. The, the polarization of America is a result of having raised a bunch of children. And it's actually getting so much worse yeah. than we thought. And I'm doing research again for this book, and it's on right. the first chapter called Houston, We Have a Problem. And it's a launching problem. And the, the deal is well, some of the things I'm learning. 59% of men, 18 to 24, live with their parents, as according to the 2010 census. Which wow. Is up hugely. Almost six out of every 10 men. Yes, 18 to 24. Now, obviously, there's some college kids in wow. there, right? They still count, right? But they don't make up. It, it's, it's, the fact is that it's disturbingly trending in that direction. Now, I folks, think between the age of 18 and 24, I may have come back, True. you know, uh, summer vacation or, or whatever. There, there was a season of, I think I may have lived with my parents a total of six weeks mm-hmm. between came, the ages of 18 and 24. I came back summers after my freshman and sophomore year. Then I was, yeah, I did then not. I was gone. Yeah. I came back to work. Yeah. I came back to get a job. And, yeah. And, 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 for two and a half months and then I went back to school. But, 18 to 24, uh, it's 50% of women, 59% of men. Hmm. But the, the disturbing that's, trend... That's interesting to me. Like I would think that that would be reversed, but no, it's not. No, no, no. Wow. Because 
more women are going to college. Right. right. And I, well, yeah. Wow. But here, we have always worshipped our young boys. We've always worshipped. And every society that's ever existed has worshipped young boys. Right. The future and, rests on those young men. And yeah. We, and and uh, there are some societies that explicitly yeah. reject yeah. boy babies. Boy babies or girl I mean, babies? Yeah, 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 right. yeah. In fact, I mean, that's uh, a big problem in, in a lot of places. Yes, China and yeah. India are two huge ones, right? right. There's such a strong pre- and, preference and, and, for boy uh, yeah. babies. And so one of the things that happens is that we preserve them for as long as we can. And also, here's the thing, when you have single mothers... Uh, they stay longer with single mothers than they do with dual parent households. Now, yeah, I, and and that's I'm sure there's a two way street on that. They but a lot of yeah. spouses. But uh, yeah, and and a lot of young men feel that pressure. I can't leave mom. Yep. But if I if dad is there to take care of mom, then I feel more right. inclined to to make the the leap. And there are a myriad of sociological factors we could dive into sure. that contribute to that. But yeah. It's, it's one evidence that we have forgotten our way about the, our, our whole point is to launch adults. Right. Not to raise kids. We've got to launch adults. And, but some disturbing trends are that the average senior in college graduates with $4,100 in credit card debt. This is the average. Senior in college, $4,100 in credit card debt. With an average of 4.6 credit cards to its name. Holy moly. This is the average. Four and a half credit cards, four thousand dollars in credit card debt, plus twenty. We, we know the big problem is student loans. Twenty thousand dollars in student loans. Wow! So they are starting right. their uh, vocational life, life twenty four thousand dollars in the hole, and that entry level job is is not paying them. Right. It's probably not paying them that a year. So it's something like the average. Uh, something I think the average is like twenty three year old. It's that around that age group spends thirty percent of their income on debt, paying the monthly payments twice what it was in nineteen ninety two. And see, nobody tells you this. You have to figure this out on your own. I remember the day I opened the credit card statement yeah. and saw that my monthly minimum monthly payment did not cover the amount of interest right. I had accrued that month. Right. So I was meeting my monthly payment, my monthly obligation, and my balance was going, it was increasing. You know, yes. it's it's a ridiculous... It's interesting that what that made me think of is there's a reason why that in the seventh level of Dante's hell, <laughs> there's a lender. <laughs> There's a lender there. Yeah. I'm actually going to see in Italy on a, one of the things we're going to see on our. One oh, is the big. Uh, there's a cathedral yeah. built to that guy. It's built by that guy's. That because that guy was actually named, right? So he's the, the lender. Yeah, the oh, wow. usurer in Santes. And so, so he's by name. His son built this cathedral to redeem his father's. Oh right, right, right. Because it was wow. so. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. Downtown. Wow, fascinating. The lender. I, I tell my kids that about whenever they see. Oh, what's his face? The former talk show host on the payroll loans. Montel Williams is oh, yeah. the payroll loans. Oh, my like, word. Just do some investigating and see what a 99% interest rate does. Ja- yeah, yeah, yeah. Do a, 
talk to your math teacher at school about yes. what that looks like exactly. over six months. But listen to what you said. Nobody tells you this. No. Nobody tells you. You have to discover this on your own, which I think, and I think you agree, is wrong. We can tell our kids this. We can right, prepare right. them for this. Uh, yeah, I'm not, saying, them I'm not saying should. I'm no, saying, I'm saying is. nobody did. Yeah, nobody did. And that, and that was a problem for me. It, I could have been saved, you know, thousands of dollars. Exactly. I could have been well advanced if someone had sat down and, and shared this information with me. Because, but because we tend to take this sort of passive yes. role in our kids' matriculation. Well, it's, it, the, the one thing we're active in is trying to hold them back. Yeah. Because we want to be the brakes. But I wonder if that's because for so many years on the front end with our kids, we are the brakes. We are the no, 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 don't go there, don't do that, stop it, put that down. Well, yeah, I always make the joke that the reason why the only word you ever hear from a two-year-old is, is no that is because that's the only word they've ever heard. Exactly. But at some point in time, over the course of these first 18 years, we do have to become the accelerator instead of the brake. We, yeah, we need to, uh, instead, and it starts, I think, when they're two-year-old. Is they don't need to just hear no from you. They need to hear go. Yeah. Then you hey, go look over at that stick. See what you think about it. That stick. Right. I'll be right here, but you go over there in that yard. And now am I a little nervous because you're getting a little further away from Oh, me? dear. Yes. What if he picks up the stick and, and that pokes usually in? that means I'm in the good growth zone. Yeah. And we've talked about this before. You can't. It, you can't teach to a negative. Right, you can't say don't, don't, don't. But that's all, all you think about most parents don't hit, don't do this, don't do that, stop doing that, you know. And, and we tried to reframe that early on in our household. So rather than don't hit, we, we said, turners are gentle. Don't lie to me. We said, turners tell the truth. Right. You know, uh, despite turners, your father's actual behavior. That's right, turners. yeah, yeah, yeah. Turners, I'm not a turner. Yeah, yeah, I was adopted, yeah, so. That's right. Uh, but in general, nice. turns to, uh, uh, is trying to teach to a positive, is, and, and it's very difficult because that that impulse is in me to want to be the brakes because that's the anxiety says that I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be the brakes. Yeah, right. I'm supposed to be the stopgap. I'm supposed to be the barrier. Because if I just let them run wild, they'll be running in the street. They'll get hit by a car, and they, you know. Because what you're thinking is these are. It's, it's based on assumption that our anxiety speaks to us very, very loudly about this, mm -hmm. that the assumption is that our kids are essentially wild animals. Yeah. That need to be civilized. Tamed. Right. Yeah. And, and But again, for whatever reason, we think that that taming process or that civilization, civilizing effect that we have on our kids comes through us constantly or consistently saying no. To their wild impulses, as opposed to investigating those and figuring out how we can leverage that in positive ways. I always like this image in my head as to what I really am as a parent, and it's a tour guide. I'm a tour guide through life. And a lot of parents feel like they are lion tamers, exactly. instead of tour guides. Right. And I was thinking, you know, on taking my baby on a tour, I have him in a backpack. Right, he's on right, a little yeah. backpack thing. Did so, you do the backpack, or did you do the front uh, back, was a, the uh, was a backpack baby guy. Bjorn? Your backpack. Uh, I was a backpack guy because okay. I'm my man. Okay. So we would walk around, but then he would hey, come down, and I, again, this is metaphorically, but also sometimes right. actually literally, I would try to train myself to say, hey, now go over there, and hey, you know what? We're at a place on the tour. We can go this way or this way. Which way do you think we should go? And let him or let her 
have a deciding factor. Mm. Like this week, for instance, uh, we are all preparing to go for this trip. Da, 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 right, so right, right. And we're about to go away from each other for two weeks. So I said, you know what? This, even though I've got a 16 and 14 year old, we can spend some good time just us. And so I said, you know what? Uh, every night you guys need to be here. You can do friends and whatever, but you need to be here. And each of us is taking a night for dinner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your responsibility. And we will help you do the shopping, right? But you, you, you decide. Did, you yeah. decide. Let them do it. And so my son picked taco salad and he did a fantastic job. But what's great is you're walking alongside him. And say, here's how you brown the meat. You've never yeah. done that before. Here's the best chopping tool. But what do you like? It's go. go. Yeah, we we do. We allow the, the kids, the girls, to uh, do a weekly menu. So we actually have a chalkboard yeah. in the kitchen. Did you hear your son? We allow. Yeah. We, so we invite them. We encourage them. We right. force them Empower to do them. the uh, Equip uh, weekly menu. Hire them. Yeah. <laughs> you hire them. <laughs> for our service here, guys. But... It's, but you said allow because it's so embedded yeah. in us. This basic notion that our job is to hold them back until we can no longer hold them back and bend their feet. And, then, and then, then we sort of retreat just a little bit and allow them to come a little bit. And yeah. then we complain when they move back in because they don't know how to live on their own. So, as opposed to that, the, what, the vocabulary you would choose if you were allowed to just go through, search everything that I have said, and delete and replace yes. allow with what? We empower. Empower. We empower we our train kids. them. We train their kids yeah. to do the weekly menu. Yeah. And we let them pick whatever they want, and uh, depending upon how strongly this one feels about this, okay, you feel very strongly about having spaghetti tacos on right. Tuesday, so that's going to be your responsibility. Right. You're going to uh, help figure out all the ingredients and what do we need to have and do we have everything in the house? Do we need to make a trip to the grocery store? All of that kind of stuff. Yes. And that one feels really strongly about dinner in a mug. That's become the new thing. And dinner in a mug. Yeah, my, my daughter found a website, Dinner in a Mug. Wow. And it's everything and you throw all the ingredients. Which daughter is this? Uh, that would be my 13-year-old. Okay. Yeah. So uh, all the ingredients go into a mug. The mug goes into the microwave for however long in it. Yeah. Dinner. Yeah, I you know usually find a reason to be gone that uh, You're not excited about the not dinner? Not excited about dinner. You know what I'm even like? less excited about cleaning up after dinner. Not because it's crusty and nasty. Exactly. Sounds great. But yeah. you know what movie I'm thinking of? No, tell me. What movie are you Pizza in a Cup. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best pizza in a cup I've ever had. This is way better than the old guy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The jerk. The jerk. Yes. Which was on not too terribly long ago. I hadn't sat down to watch the entire thing in, in, in years. Yeah. And so to watch it, you know, I mean, you see little bits and clips. And I have things. to admit it's a little dated. It, it, it doesn't. It, it, some of it. There's classic scenes that yes. shooting at these cans is still going to be, you know, and the new phone books here, I am somebody, oh, mm -hmm. that's brilliant. But yeah. I showed it to my kids and they laughed at those parts, but for the most part. Did not get it. You know what else they didn't get? Ghostbusters. Really? No, they really like My 13-year-old loves Ghostbusters. Really? Good. Yeah, yeah. She saw it at a party with a friend's house last Halloween and My loves kids it. Just didn't. They did like Fletch, though. Well, that's good. Some of those jokes are dated. Nobody knows what Pup and Taco is anymore. No, but they... I'm not sure anybody outside of California. Oh, okay. ever. That was. No, you're right. And the head of Alfredo Garcia. Yeah. Kids aren't no, getting no. that one. But, but, but kind of bar your towel, I just ran over a water buffalo. That's funny. Yes. 
and charge it to Mr. Underhill's bill, which I do so often uh-huh. uh, with other guys. And mm-hmm. It's kind of a test. Yeah, you are you a test of manhood? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know this joke, uh, do you? You know, I rent them with an option to buy. But what's interesting is about <laughs> the rubber glove. <laughs> what's interesting? My kids, after watching that movie, are like, "My my daughter said, Dad, you have no original on it. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. All your stuff is totally taken. Because then I showed them, I showed my daughter Anchorman, and she was even more. Oh, okay. See, mine, I, I don't know, I, I, I'm a little bit older, but I, I also, I have different, I don't know, many of my lines come from Woody Allen movies, and I've just recently, last year, I, I took the opportunity to watch the entire Woody Allen catalog, catalog, I suppose it would be, and um, canon, I think they would refer to it, but, uh, and I realized just how many of my lines come from, from, from Woody Allen Woody movies, Allen movies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when you say it, it sounds like a bad thing. Fine. Yeah. Exactly. Uh... My son, well, it's cat, I got to throw in Caddyshack, too. In the oh, yeah. My son, it's cool. For Father's Day, he bought me on his own a golf towel with pictures. Oh, yeah. So nice. Was, yeah, that was pretty cool. So, we're trying to preserve our children as if they're in a case somewhere. Yeah. A glass case of emotion for Anchorman Man. But it's... <laughs> and it's because... Ultimately, I think you said it earlier. They're growing up means I'm getting older. There, it's actually, here's a good way to turn a phrase. They're growing up means I'm growing old. Yeah, and we don't want to face the one inevitability that's staring us. I will tell you, man. I had a thought the other day, and I, look, I'm supposed to be an expert on this stuff, and I'm writing a book about this stuff. But I was just thinking about as my son was gone somewhere, and my daughter was gone somewhere. It is not that many years before I'm just me and my wife. Yeah. And that's why we've been taking these trips and actively taking these trips because we want to. But here's what I here's what occurred to me. And this is confession time. Oh dear. Yeah. Bring up the string section and other items. Is I confess that despite all of my preaching, I have considered my kids my primary project. Hmm. Even the, and, and it, it's amazing because I was talking about this with somebody else and they were like, okay, so you've built an organization, you've written yeah. a couple of books, but those haven't been, like, no, no. comparison. And we work on our kids the way some guys work on cars, the way some guys work on their, you know, collection and of whatever. I, and I absolutely confess it's been more with my son than my daughter. Huh. It's with my son. Sure. I want to construct the perfect how and I wonder I don't I don't have a son yeah. uh, and I wonder if that kind of got me out of that because I knew that my kids my right. daughters would never grow up to be a version of me sure yeah I, I question that my my sister only has two girls and so I talked with my brother-in-law about it and he has you know no yeah folder in his mind. I, I wonder if, if wives or if, if mothers feel this way about their daughters well, the way Jenny has said it, fathers yes. feel about sons. Yeah, Jenny has said it. Maybe that creates some of the weirdness. Father-son dynamic is weird. Mother-daughter oh, dynamic is absolutely at the yeah. heart of it. And it's also, we had a big deal where Jenny had a rough phase when Hannah was turning the age that Jenny was at when her parents got divorced. Oh, yeah. And I had a very rough time when Brandon, Brandon 
because I was also yeah. it was also during there was a phase in my life more confession time yeah. where there was the divorce and there was also some abuse that I mm-hmm. encountered at a camp and mm-hmm. some other stuff and part of what led me to become a therapist was these horrifying experiences right is that most people who become therapists have some inciting incident in their past. Find, you're never going to find a good minister or a good counselor that had a good child. No, yeah, it's true. He's just not there. So I, when my son was going through these ages, oh my gosh, my anxiety. And, I, and that's when I think I really adopted him as my project. And so, but the big area for him, as you can imagine, uh, that I've done this, mm-hmm. is sports. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, because he's far more athletic than I. Now was. you you coach though, I right? Coach a ton. In a, baseball. A, baseball, but but also, baseball isn't your favorite sport. Basketball is your basketball is your golf is mostly my favorite. Well, okay. So could, did you coach him in golf? I have coached him and in golf. Well, here's the thing. Okay, he is not as passionate about golf. Does that drive you crazy? Yes. Did you ever coach him in basketball? Yes. And? Well, it changed this year because he joined the school team. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not coaching that. And you coached him in baseball? Coached him in baseball, and he made the school team in baseball, but also he had a travel baseball team. He's been much more involved in baseball than anything else. You were like a, a first base coach, right? I was for a long time. And and not, not anymore? No, I had to resign. Why did you have to resign from that? Well, the the boys who we've been with for several years, and I love them to death, and and we have a very great free relationship, they all informed me. All the boys on the team? Yes, that I have a angry face. (laughs) And and my wife informed me of this more than anybody. She's like, yeah, you look so mean. Wait, now, how did your wife inform you of this? Are you aware of what a blank you look like? See, I thought, didn't she... Well, and I've, yeah, she did take pictures. Yes. She took pictures she and showed them to yes, you. Yes, and that was all it took. You saw your Even own when I wasn't unpleasant resting face. Wow. You know, and I had sunglasses on and my arms crossed. <laughs> so this year I became the bench coach. <laughs> which is where I need to be anyways, talking to them. Hey, you know, let everybody strikes out. Now, is it possible... Because these travel teams, they're ubiquitous. I mean, they're everywhere. And, and th- th- I don't remember them being that big a deal when I was a kid. Because parents were not nearly as involved. Yeah, seriously. I don't even know how many of my games my parents came to. And you played college baseball. Exactly. Yeah. And so they... Uh, it's different now. It's it's oh. just, All this travel stuff it has gone... Crazy, and it's uh, it's because so few parents are able to be as confessional as they as you just were, as, as you okay. just modeled as for I them. Uh, it's uh, saying, look, I have subdued my own dreams and goals and projected them onto my children, and so they are willing to spend thousands of dollars, yes. right, on these. Uh, just to join a travel team costs what? Uh, it depends. We probably, I think we spend on average $1,500 to $2,000. $1,500 to $2,000 just to join the travel well, team. Well, that includes, you know, uh, but there's travel Equipment team, and all that. But that doesn't stuff. include some of the travel expenses, for sure. So, so then when you go out of town to play in a tournament. Big tournament, yeah, that could you, be another whatever. You got a hotel. Yeah, and you hotel, got, we actually turned down a chance to play in Myrtle Beach this summer. Wow. Uh, because it was going to be an initial $2,000. And we were like, okay, we're going to Italy and we're going to have 
Well, so these, you know, and I hear these parents, they t tell me that they, they justify this expense. They're spending $10,000, $12,000 a year on these travel teams because... He's going to get a D1 scholarship. Okay, let's do the math on and, this. Hey, I saw an article in the Atlanta Journal Constitution a couple years ago about how the most money that gets spent, average, on child athletes is tennis players. Okay. Private coaching. You're right, not, right, right. You're not sharing all the expenses. That's not with a team. team. Yeah, right? it's just, it's more twenty Average $24,000 a year. $24,000. And these parents are interviewing, hey, you got to get them a D1 scholarship. They're like, why don't you Take invest the $24,000 24, oh. and you could send the kid to the school of his choice. Exactly. Oh, my word. $24,000 a year for four years, right? That's more than any public school. Oh, yeah. What are you doing? You're living vicariously through your yes. child. That's what you you're doing. Yes, you are. And here's where that meets what we were talking about earlier. Is when inevitably these kids actually become themselves. Yeah. Right? And eventually leave, however long that takes. This leaving, this launching period is so, so difficult because it is literally feeling like a divorce. It feels like a part of me is leaving. is leaving because I have made my child an extension of myself. Absolutely. And it hurts so much, and that's why divorces, actual divorces, marital divorces, happen during this launching phase. Well, some of it's because I don't know how to be not dad. Right? It's my primary role. And so then I look at my spouse, and I don't know how to interact with her when she's not mom. Right. And we, all of our relationship has now been how about... Many couples actually start to call each other that? Oh, my word. The older couple's mom. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's they're used to saying your mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes me crazy. Oh. I uh, Just shoot me down. Yeah, the if idea that... Ever, if you ever, in 20 years, see me refer to Jenny as mama... I'll just punch you in the face. Yes. Hard. Yeah. Or if I'm saying something like, well, you know what, why don't you just join me and Mama back at the house? No. I say the no. house. Back at the house. <laughs> I say the house. I think I say the house. Yeah. As if it's the house. It's well, not like your house. No. <laughs> Come back but to I our house. I don't want to refer to it as home. You can't just say the house. No. I, I mean, why, why do you say the house? What would I say? You know what? House? Come, our house. Come to house. Come, come to my house. Come to our house. Come to my house that I own. Instead of come to the house that you wish you owned. That's you right. should refer to, right? I mean, if I lived in the White House, then I'll call it the house. But okay. The house. White House is the But of house. course, if you said the house, then you'd be talking about the House of Representatives. So it wouldn't Oh, uh, yeah, see. Yeah. That's the only the house there hmm. in America. Okay. All right. You need to stop saying that. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll do my part. I'm going to try not to call Jenny. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today on this episode of You Must Chill. You got to hear two guys learning to calm down and grow up and get closer, hopefully, to the people that matter most. My name is John Allen Turner. His name is Hal Edward Runkle, and we will look forward to talking to you more next week.